Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host, David Schwan, and today's special guest is Dan Lukowitz. Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for uh, taking this time out of your day to be with me and my listeners. Um, give us a little bit of your background. How did you uh, get into real estate? And you know, How did you get to where you're at right at the moment? Yeah, sure. So my name is Dan Lukowitz. I am a commercial investment sales uh, broker, which means that I sell buildings. So I sell anything from single tenant net leased Walgreens or Rite Aids or Burger Kings or medical office buildings, maybe some Amazon fulfillment centers, all the way up to, to shopping centers and malls. Uh, I got my start back in 2005. I uh, started a company with some friends called Disability Made Easy, which was a barrier-free home modification company. I did all the sales and marketing, uh, but I was exposed to the process of taking a kind of a raw form and converting it into something that was functional and beautiful at the same time. And uh, throughout uh, you know, that experience, I kind of progressed um, into purchasing my own properties, renovating them and reselling them. I, I started a business um, in the midst of the recession that would buy property in Oakland County, Michigan, renovate it and resell it. And uh, as things were kind of cooling off in the suburban markets over here in Michigan, I rebranded the, the company. Uh, we called it Renaissance Real Estate Ventures or RenRev uh, for the Motor City. And we moved into the city of Detroit and did everything exactly the same, just kind of scaled up bigger and uh, did a lot of uh, purchase, renovation and resale of single family assets uh, throughout the city. And um, got a background as a business development uh, executive at Amazon. So I kind of have an interesting you know, inside scoop about what's going on in e-commerce and uh, industrial real estate. And as time progressed, I got involved in the net lease space and became a broker. And that is what I did vote uh, my time exclusively to uh, up until this day. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so primarily, uh, give my give my listeners a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a breakdown in between, say, what a traditional, you know, house lease or small space lease versus a triple net lease. You know, just break down just the basics, but just break that down yeah, a little bit. Yeah, sure. The difference. So if, you, if you're looking at, you know, a single tenant a single family or multifamily, you know, residential property, you're going to have an individual that's, so to speak, guaranteeing the lease. You know, they'll sign maybe a year lease that will dictate what the rent is and who's responsible for what. Um, there's really not much recourse other than the, the individual uh, who is signing on the lease. You know, contrast that with, with uh, oh, and by the way, as the landlord, you're going to be responsible to pay for things like upkeep of the property, taxes, insurance, um, you know, renovations, you'll be responsible for keeping insurance on the property as well. And um, with, you know, the triple net space, it's quite, quite uh, dramatically different. You know, typically we're dealing with national retailers who have thousands or tens of thousands of units. So if that company uh, has a hard time operating the site that they're located, that they're, you know, renting from you, um, you still have the guarantee that's based on the, the entire entity and all their other locations. So it's a much stronger guarantee. And then with absolute triple net properties, you have uh, the landlord has zero responsibilities whatsoever. So the tenant, for example, in addition to paying rent, will also pay for taxes, insurance, any common area maintenance, and then any renovation uh, or, or expenses that are relating to the roof structure, parking lot, or anything to do with the actual building itself. So it's really the definition of passive real estate investment, uh, also known as mailbox money. Um, so, so really they are, although they're both forms of real estate investment, they are pretty much on opposite sides of the spectrum. Um, and, you know, that would be basically a, a general rundown of the differences between the two. 
Thank you. I, I'm pretty sure that'll clear up some uh, some some questions some of my listeners have on on exactly what the difference that that you know what the difference in between the two is. You know, um, so what are you uh, what are you working on now? Are are you buying properties or you know you know where where are you at in the the market at the moment? So you know, I do I do primarily seller representation. So I, I okay. chase after listings. So I have four Burger King properties listed in Montana. I just listed those. I've got a medical office building, you know, $11.5 million medical office building in Iowa. Um, I do do some buyer representation, but typically, um, you know, the way that I market my services and my team services is that if somebody owns a, uh, a commercial property, a net lease property, and they want to know what it's worth, they can reach out to me and I'll put together a complimentary no obligation value proposal for them, which would outline exactly what the market value of the property is. Um, you know, the commercial real estate market is white hot right now. Um, if you're a seller, this is pretty much the top of the market. This is the, you know, the absolute highest that we've seen values um, pretty much ever. So it, it makes sense for anybody who owns these types of properties to at the very least understand what they're worth. What um are are there any geographic limitations to what you do? Or are you coast to coast no, or not at all? We sell in all fifty states. We're you know we're we're ultra focused within that net lease space in terms of product type, but geographically we're all over the country. Awesome, awesome. Typical lease terms on something like that. What are what type of longevity do they do you normally see on on a triple net lease? Yeah, so it's going to vary. I mean, and, and, and depending on the amount of term left, we'll oftentimes have a very strong correlation with the cap rate or the rate of return of the property. So, you know, we did, we sell properties that have as little as a year or even a few months left on the lease. And then, you know, I think the bulk of the properties are 10, 15, 20 years left on the lease. So obviously, the longer the lease term, the lower the cap rate and the higher the price. Um, so it does vary. But typically, when an, if it's a strong asset and it gets to the, the end years of the term, the seller will negotiate uh, an extension. And oftentimes, that comes by way of what's called a blend and extend. And that's a term in, in our world that means that, you know, for example, let's say we have a Walgreens that has 14 months left on the lease and they're paying $290,000 in rent. So the seller can reach out to the tenant and say, hey, I'm willing to lower the rent for you. I'm willing to blend it and lower it a little bit in exchange for an extension. So they might lower the rent from 290,000 to 250,000 in exchange for a fresh 10 year lease. And when that happens now, even though the rent is lower, the cap rate on the property actually drops significantly. And the seller now, or the owner now, I should say, has a certain built-in phantom equity. So the value of the property actually goes up, even though the rent goes down. Awesome. Because you had that longer guaranteed period of income coming in. Exactly. That's right. Awesome. Awesome. That is a, that is, that is very interesting. Um, what, uh, is there anything that my listeners could help or offer, um, with, uh, you, you know, to, to help you out to anything that, that they could do? Are you looking for more properties to represent or, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, if anybody has a property, a commercial property, a triple net property, and they'd like to know what it's worth, uh, please, by all means, reach out. You know, it's, this is a very valuable service that we provide and it's totally complimentary. There's no obligation. We provide you with a very detailed analysis of the value of the property, uh, the demographics in the area, as well as the tenant strength and overall market trends. And it, it's, it's a very valuable piece of information to take a look at when understanding, you know, the value of your property. So I would say that if anybody 
either themselves owns triple net property or has someone in their network that owns it, I would love to for them to reach out and I'm more than happy to put together a value proposal for them. Do you do much on the new construction side? Like if it's either blank land or or something that needs to be redeveloped, do you do much in that space or, or are you primarily land, existing? Yeah, so vacant land, not. However, you know, new developments, I mean, we work all the time with developers. So we'll work, let's say, for example, with a developer for an auto parts store or a developer for a dollar store. And the way that their, their business model is tailored, that they're, you know, utilizing capital, they have a, an existing relationship with the developer, and then, you know, they go out and build that property. And we actually, believe it or not, you know, the, the lease is all in place. Everything's in place before the ground is even broken. And we'll actually start the marking process in many cases before the rent even commences. And a new buyer might take possession of the property even before the rent commences. So, you know, we do that for a lot of different assets, even like for FedEx ground, you know, facilities, a lot of build to suit stuff exists in the market. So absolutely. Yeah, we do that every day. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I know quite a few people that listen to this, this will probably be very interesting in their space and, and to, uh, you know, to, to start thinking along those lines and, and maybe, uh, you know, looking at different uses or have some stuff that's already existing that they may want to get valued. So that's, uh, definitely good information for them to have. Um, what are, uh, what are a couple things, if you have a book or an education resource that you feel that my listeners would, uh, you know, benefit from what would, what would be a suggestion on that side? So suggested, suggested reading. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Suggested reading or yeah, suggested sure. video, either one, you know, so here's some good ones. I really, I enjoy think and grow rich. I think it's a classic, you know, I've read it numerous times. I believe that if there's a, a book or a piece of literature that, that speaks to someone and has valuable lessons, it's worth reading over and over. I think that that is a tremendous, tremendous work. Um, the one thing by Jay Papasan and, and uh, Gary Keller, that's also a tremendous, uh, tremendous book talking about focus and devoting your time to, you know, that one activity that yields you the, the most results. That's huge. Um, and then there is a, a really great book uh, called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. And it talks about the different psychological factors that are behind uh, sales. And I really, I love that book. Um, I would say that all of those are great reads. If anybody has not read those, um, highly recommend checking them out. Especially Think and Grow Rich. I always say, you know, if anybody ever says that they've read Think and Grow Rich, I ask them how many times. And if they say only once, I go, well, you didn't read the book right the first time. You need to go back because <laughs> it go. even tells you in the book that you need to reread it. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, that's like personally, that's probably my favorite especially in that space. One of my favorite books is, is think and grow rich. I just think it's kind of timeless and it just, it really lends itself to almost any, any industry, anything that you're doing, you, you can kind of modify that book to, uh, to, to work in your favor. So Absolutely. that's, that's, that's one of my favorites. Um, next question that I typically ask is how do you like to give back to your community? Yeah. So, I mean, I give back in my industry. Um, you know, I've always been heavy on, on training and education. When I had my renovation company, my real estate investment company, I was always hiring local people. Oftentimes we renovate a home and there'd be somebody on the block that would be, you know, express some interest and then they would work a little bit for us and they would end up coming on one of our crews. Um, even today, currently with, um, you know, my net lease brokerage, 
I have people that I've mentored for years who are now working as part of the team. Excuse me, I just hired um, an intern locally here. And she was just talking about how this uh, experience, you know, training to become a net lease broker has really changed her life. So I, you know, I believe that education and mentorship and, and training like that is invaluable. Uh, if I can make a difference and, and help to teach someone something that I've learned along the way, and then, you know, they can, can pay that forward. I think that it, uh, it creates a real big ripple effect. So that's one of the ways that, that I choose to give back is through, you know, giving my time. And I typically try not to say no to people. And I typically, you know, my mentality and, and one of my mottos is, you know, provide value and everything else follows. So I try to, you know, something like this, uh, somebody reached out and mentioned that I should be in touch with you to, to do this podcast. I'm not going to say no to that because I, I believe that we can, you know, add value to each other. So those are just some of the ways that, that I find um, very meaningful in, in, in terms of how I can give back. Yeah, definitely. Mentorship and leadership, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing when you take your time and you invested it in somebody else. And then, you know, I, I found that, you know, sometimes it feels actually even better when you see them win, you know, it's like, I, yeah. I enjoy my personal wins, but when you know that, you know, you've helped somebody be able to take that next step and be able to grow and to be able to watch that come to fruition, to me, that's one of the, one of my favorite things to be able to witness in the world is, you know, it's just amazing to be able to see somebody, you know, just take that flight, take that education you've given them and, you know, expand and, and, and actually have the success that you were, you know, you're putting that energy in and, and then be able to watch them actually have that success is, is an awesome feeling. Absolutely. No question about it. Um, we've uh, definitely put out there, um, to contact you for, for triple net lease. And, and if people want, uh, you know, want to see what their evaluation is, see what they're, what, what they have, uh, a hold of, what are the best ways for them to reach out to you? So I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, you can reach me, Dan Lukowitz, last name is L E W K O W I C Z again, L E W K O W I C Z can hop on one of my posts and engage, send me a DM, whatever works. Um, also can be reached via my, my phone, uh, 248-943-2838. Again, 248-943-2838. And I'm happy to help in any way I can. Awesome. Awesome. And and see, so you can, I can tell that you're a broker or somebody along those lines, because most people don't freely give out their phone number unless they're usually a broker of some sort. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I didn't used to. I used to be very possessive of it. But I kind of changed my my mentality, um, you know, during this this whole pandemic because I feel like you know the most important thing in my industry is to be reachable and to be responsive. And uh, if somebody can't reach me, then that's a business opportunity that uh, is not actualized. So I want to do everything I can to make myself available. And I think that uh, if somebody's going to reach out via cell phone, great, that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I will definitely, you know, I think my listeners, uh, you know, hopefully some of them have some, some property that, uh, they want to get eva evaluated and they'll reach out to you and, you know, who knows, uh, there may be some people out there looking for some, uh, you know, looking to lease some triple net stuff too. Uh, you know, who, who, who knows? I mean, it's, it's all in the world of, uh, of podcasts, who knows who will be listening when, you know, you never know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, anybody that's listening, if you need Dan's services or Dan's help with anything, be feel free to reach out. Uh, obviously, he gave his uh, his cell number, so that's probably the easiest and fastest way to get a hold of him. So, um, you know, if you have something, reach out to him and let him know. Dan, I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day. I have enjoyed our conversation, and I look forward to having a, another one with you sometime soon. Yeah. Hey, appreciate it too. Thank you so much. And I look forward.